Welcome to Connected at the Roots, a Big Fours podcast that talks about Midwestern values, character, and camaraderie through the lens of business. I'm Jordan Harms from Big Forest, and over here is producer Chris Lair. Say hi, Chris. Hello, greetings. Gartings. Gordings. Our guest today is Abby File. She is the founder and owner of Vibrant AF. A business coaching entity is one way uh, she would say it, but Abby makes it much more than that. She is a health and wellness professional. She's worked in branding, business strategy. Uh, She's a yoga instructor and a true entrepreneur. And we learned a bunch from this interview. Honestly, it almost felt like we were stealing by the end because of how smart this woman is. Yeah, it started to, started to feel like not a fair trade. Right. <laughs> we got some concrete advice. We recorded this episode at OPO in St. Charles. Thanks again, Randy. We love uh, getting to use that facility and being yes, a part sir. of that community. And we actually made Abby a little late for a consultation or maybe a meeting with a client because we went so long with the interview. So, sorry about that, Abby. <laughs> and you hear it here, folks. It was our fault, not hers. And if and if said client is listening to this, we're very sorry. Please don't blame Abby. We generally tell our guests to ignore their phones while recording, and Abby graciously gave us her full, undivided attention. That's true. So, whoops. But it was worth it. We got whoops. some great content. Yeah. <laughs> In this episode, we talk about Abby's bumpy past, putting it lightly, yeah. in dealing with starting a business, relying on large marketing firms, why she believes that they are, by and large, a waste of time and money, and why a more intimate and conscious approach, as she would say, to business development is more effective. Abby has streamlined her own business to a point where she's basically a one-woman operation, but far more productive than she used to be. It's a really fascinating conversation. Mm-hmm. It's a long one, but we urge any business owner, entrepreneur, or even someone who's toying with the idea of starting a business or or maybe even just helping out with a small business somewhere, uh, we encourage that person to listen through this to the end. Abby has been through so much, and she's earned her wisdom. And she's got a lot of uh, advice for just self-formation, too. So even if you're not into yes. business development, this would be advantageous to the average Joe. Yep, it would be. So uh, let's let her speak for herself. Abby. Yes. Thank you for being on this show. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. Let's just jump right in. Tell us about yourself. What do you do? I know you're a business owner. That's about all I know. (laughs) Well, you also know I take naps. I do know that yeah, from our pre-interview. Yes, yes, and I'm vegan. Also, okay, relevant. you're a vegan napper, I'm and a- I think we're done here. <laughs> All right, wrap I'm it. A vegan napper. Do to, yoga. Yeah, oh to be clear, gosh. we found out she was a vegan as she walked in on our conversation of uh, smoked meats. Yeah, Chris and I. Yeah, and we're well, like, yeah, we're talking about smoked meats, and she was like, okay, so I'm a vegan. Yep, and she like. She it said was a big cry, and then all she did was say triggered. She stamped her feet and. The, per- yeah. the, the tantrum that came next was just a sight to behold. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. She went and got it. another Starbucks. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> this is how I get what I want. <laughs> and that is why you're a business owner. <laughs> yes, actually. Um, it sort of is. Awesome. <laughs> so, so you stay a business owner. Yeah, uh, sure. Yes, right. Not a, a sleep one, a dead one. <laughs> yes. Take naps, yeah, drink Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. So that I know Starbucks you don't run or? Starbucks, but what do you run? What is your business? So I run a company called Vibrant AF that has transitioned as we were also kind of pre-chatting about. Yes. <laughs> Originally, it was focused as a marketing agency. Okay. I was founding it. Um, I had a lot of subcontractors that I, you know, it, Matt Ship is someone that worked mm-hmm. with me previously. 
and it has transitioned to be much more co consulting and coaching. And wow. I love that so much more, actually. Yeah. Um, I worked in just the field of marketing, mostly in branding mm -hmm. uh, for the past, gosh, over 10 years. I started my nice. first business wow. when I was 21 and that was very successful. It, it also crashed um, epically. Funny how it could be successful and crash epically. Epically. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I'm going to ask you about that. Oh, it's, it's juicy. Uh, so oh. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, I started, I, I actually created a brand for this business, even though I went to school for journalism and advertising. Um, really? Yes. And okay. I definitely didn't think I was going to end up in marketing. I left uh -huh. the advertising um, and I was like, oh, I'm going to switch to journalism because yeah. advertising is like manipulative shit. And this is oh, terrible stuff. And yes, it is. I don't want to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. Like this is like, you know, like going down the path of evil or something. So I like switched my major and I got woke on that too with my, in my ethics class, um, like three years in. And they were basically being like, there's no such thing as journalism, actually. It's still all advertising. And I was like, I didn't get away from it. No. It's like Fight Club. Whenever he's trying to get away, he's like trying to get to the cops and tell them what's going on. And everyone's in on project chaos or whatever <laughs> he's like there's nowhere i can go no there's, there's no nowhere escape. safe there's nowhere safe yeah that's uh, true. so i thought i was getting away from it i ended up starting a business with my ex-partner um again another story but yeah point is is that i've been involved in somehow branding marketing etc for ever mm. it feels like um and anyway i started my business thinking that i was going to focus on helping business owners understand their brand and create brands. Um, I'm also a graphic designer, so I can kind of provide the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I can do like, the messaging. I understand that. Uh -huh. um, I went to journalism school, so like the storytelling part right. of it was really intuitive for me. Um, and then blending that obviously together with the visual component, it's like, okay, I'm gonna start a branding company. Yeah. This is like obvious. Um, it's like part of my background, it's what I know, it's what I have like lots of experience in, um, positioning, et cetera. So I started doing that and I did do that for a while. Um, and then uh, the pandemic hit. Uh, oh, 2020. Mm -hmm. Then so 2020 recent. occurred, yes. <laughs> My pivot <laughs> is definitely dropped. very recent. Yeah. Um, 2020 hit and every single client that I had at the time was like, reasonably so. I was like, oh, hang on, I can't do this right now. Like, yep. we don't know what is happening in the we world. We don't know anything about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bet no one knows. This is yeah. a very like creative story to me. Creative is always the first to go. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Like, what am I gonna cut the creative budget? <laughs> yeah, am I gonna yep. ship these barbecue sauces or am I going to stop advertising? Stop advertising. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, I had a lot of projects in the works and they all just came to this like ridiculous halt. It was like I was like a speeding train moving forward and then like and it was okay because you know, I sat back in my apartment and I was like all right, actually, this feels really good to just relax a little bit. I have, I was um, renting space at CIC in St. Louis and um, operating my business out of there, having my clients come in there, et cetera. And suddenly I was like, okay, wait a minute, I can be at home. This feels really nice. Uh -huh. And so you pivoted. I did. I pivoted. Again. Also, yeah. <laughs> oh, so my goodness. Part of my background in history has been in yoga. So I got certified as a yoga teacher in 2014. And then I really? took a second um, training in therapeutic yoga. So I got another 200 hours after that. Oh, wow. Right after that. And There's then a qualifier I, on your yoga. 
And then oh. <laughs> there was an in then after that is I also <laughs> went through a yoga therapy program, which is like a thousand uh-huh. hours, oh. um, which oh to gosh. do somatic work. So I also do somatic. Um, I had somatic clients for a while. I don't exclusively do that now, but I'll get to it that I do weave yeah. in with my current business. Um, but awesome. I always pictured these as two like really separate things, sure. you know, like there's like the yoga mindfulness person mm-hmm. and there's per- people in St. Louis probably especially who just know me for that. I did a social experiment on my Facebook a few months ago and nice. I was like, what do I do? <laughs> Tell me what do I do? <laughs> and, half, and half the people were like, you teach yoga and do mindfulness and things. And the other half were like, you're like a business consultant. And those two groups were like, huh? <laughs> they were like, wait a minute, what? That's not right. Yeah. <laughs> there was a few people the who death. knew both. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. They duped it out in yeah. the comments. Uh, um, just like social media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, but yeah, so that was like part of my background. And and so when the pandemic hit, um, I still had this outstanding um, course that I needed to complete for my yoga therapy training. Um, it was like, I think it was transformational philosophy. Ooh. So it was like the study of Buddhism. And it was perfect timing. I'd already paid for the course. And the only reason I hadn't taken it before is because I didn't want to travel there. Like there was too many things going on. I was just starting my business. It was still in the first year. I was also working several other jobs. I was helping my dad with his business. I was working at float STL. Okay. Um, yeah. And I was teaching okay. yoga at like four oh different gosh. Um, corporate when did you locations. Sleep? When did you sleep? Naps. Did you know. sleep? I didn't oh, take naps. Oh, oh, pre-naps. Oh, my gosh. This is pre-nap pre-naps life. Abby. You don't want to know pre-naps, Abby. I was not oh, as cool. Goodness. <laughs> yeah, pre-nap Abby. Yikes. Yikes. Pre-nap Abby. You would not yeah. have been welcome Seriously. on the podcast. No. <laughs> so, anyway. Were you still um, just as like, cheerful and like, chipper? Or? I think I was as cheerful and chipper. So, it was more like us. It was like really an internal. Was, like, cussing people out constantly. <laughs> It was internally me being like, yeah. and I thought I was hangry. You thought I thought hungry. I was hangry. Yeah. I'm just hungry. Like, I know. <laughs> literally, I used to always have like a cliff bar well, in my smart. purse, and I was so are those crazy vegan? about I guess that makes it. Sense. I guess that makes sense. It's all like, uh, I don't think like, they are. I learned uh, that later that they weren't vegan, and it was kind of like, oh, oh no, I'm sorry. Me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I betrayed the house. <laughs> I've, <laughs> done, no. I've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, because it's just thanks. So I would imagine that still would be not good. Yeah, what's in there. This is this is classic America. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, at the beginning of the pandemic, I started taking this course because they moved it to online. I didn't like previously. I was going to have to either go to Denver oh or oh somewhere else. Like uh, the training was not oh. local at all. So like I was avoiding traveling. I'd paid for the course, but now timing it all. Like, How long was the course going to end? Um. Oh, like a question. I think it was. It took me about a, a okay. month and a half. To so it would have been like so a like relocation the, for a short period of time. Yeah. Yeah. There was like a residency part of it, and then there's also like things you do at home. But because it was all moved to online, um, they split it up over some weekends. So it was a little bit longer length of time, but it was the same amount of hours. Um, and I was able to do that immediately when the pandemic hit. So even though all my projects went on hold, suddenly I did have something to focus my time and attention right. to. And it was something really fascinating. <laughs> I got to like study Buddhism and how that fit in with the philosophy of what I was doing. Oh, wow. And it wow. kind of gave me this like mental reset, to be honest, Whoa. which I really needed. So this is during, <laughs> I during, really during, during the pandemic. When stress yeah, is like, like through the roof. Yes. For everybody. This was like in oh, March. should be doing oh, yoga at that point. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, everybody was coping in some uh, way. A lot, a lot of coping. really, well, that's a very healthy way of coping yes as opposed to ordering pizza constantly yeah. <laughs> unless 
you know, like a lot of people like when meat lovers like, substance abuse. <laughs> like right. my substance abuse was definitely pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I ordered a lot of Domino's. I ordered, I ordered a lot of Domino's points during those early months. <laughs> Hopefully, it earned you a free pizza. Probably not. No, I don't. They don't do that. Did I? I don't know. I don't eat Domino's. I haven't checked my points in a <laughs> why, while. Why don't you eat Domino's? You should check it out. <laughs> I'm kidding. Is there not? <laughs> you tell me there's not vegan Domino's. <laughs> No, that'll be the future. This is going to be like the headline of this podcast, the vegan that we interviewed. Yeah. So she was that one vegan, you know? Yeah, that one vegan girl. (laughs) So, okay. Anyway. Let me get to it. So, yeah, I transitioned at this time. Um, So one of the things I did is uh, I just put a call out to everybody that I knew, that even if they weren't my client, just everybody in my contacts list and was like, I am open to do a free consulting session for you to pivot your business because of the pandemic. Smart. If you want to talk, if you need some help, like I'm here. And and I did that for quite a few people. And there was one one woman that came to me. She is a, a breath worker who's local to St. Louis. She came to me a couple of different times. I ended up doing, I think, like three sessions for her because I liked her. <laughs> a breath worker? Yeah. So she she facilitates transformational breath work. Do you know you're not familiar with this? I I'm sorry. <laughs> is it what is So you've heard of Wim Off, right? No. Uh Yes. I'm, I'm quite the layman here. I don't, okay, so what Wim, is Wim Hof? Wim Hof is a guy, is a person. Sorry, I, I'm just speaking for the layman, <laughs> like me. <laughs> so Wim Hof, uh, like trade, I don't know if he technically trademarked it, but that's the best word I can think of. He trademarked this uh, breath technique. So he uh, has scaled Mount Everest in his freaking shorts using this breath what? technique. Yeah. Super cool. Oh my He's like gosh. superhuman and he uses yeah. breath He's to He's one of my like low-key kind of adventure heroes. Like, He's you know. amazing. And and the breath Whoa. is the avenue like to so many things in your mind and body and okay. like productivity and flow. Like I, I do a lot with breath with my clients now. But at the time, oh. um, I was I like I said, I was still thinking of my my careers, like these two parallel separate. but very separate yeah. things of like, okay. oh, I've got yoga and mindfulness that I do and you know, I've I, they did some consulting and like help people with their brands that were doing things sure. in that world. Right. But I still never thought of it as I just, it was two very different things. Right. Um, but anyway, I did a couple of sessions for this woman and apparently it was great. And <laughs> she sent uh, an email out to everyone in her contacts list. Like she had an email list and she wrote this whole thing about me and was like, oh my gosh, consulting with Abby was so amazing. Um, she's like a life coach and a business coach all in one. Whoa. You're and like, I was like, did you ask her to do that? Or was no, she just like, she totally did this on is, her own. And we it need like, people like that out there. Just, I know that's amazing. How inspiring. <laughs> it, I was inspired by her being inspired by me. And I was right, it like, yeah. it like lit this light bulb over my head. And I was like, oh, wait a right. minute. This is what I think I've been missing. Uh-huh. Aha. And connective tissue yes yeah. it's a eureka moment it was very much a eureka moment and it was also tied in with um kevin at float stl he's one of the owners kevin mccullough um he's a life coach and i was talking to him about what he was doing for his career so uh, separate yeah. from float stl yeah. and as i was speaking to him about it i was like realizing this for myself <laughs> uh-huh. of like uh i think that this is what i'm supposed to be Sometimes doing that's all it takes is just like talking it out and then you're like wait <laughs> yeah. Well, what I've, I've also noticed this um, kind of side note, like over and over again, that the advice I give other people is just advice I need to give to myself. Ah, preaching at the mirror, as it were. Pretty much. Yes. <laughs> so we teach yeah. best what we need to learn most. Ah, hundred percent. Yes, indeed. This is very true, and I mean it's true for me too. Because it's raw. So yeah, I went Shut ahead up. and. <laughs> 
It's raw. It's raw. <laughs> Get, get back to producing over there. What is, I don't. I don't know what that means. Uh, watch our levels. Anyway, oh, sorry, sorry, master. So I'm yeah, sorry. I um, yeah. At that point in my business, I, I was like, it's time for me to pivot and uh-huh. and be intentional about this and not focus on just providing websites and logos and messages for people um, and get to really the root of what most people's issue is with their business. And that was something that I was seeing a lot anyways. People were coming to me and they're like, I need a logo, I need a website. And I'm like, no, you need a better profit strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right. those you, things, those other things will follow. Yeah. Exactly, and like you need a better profit strategy and you need a clear message. You yeah. need to be clear about what your audience needs to hear from you. Like it's a combination of like for anyone who's listening and doesn't want to hire me and you just want to know, <laughs> I'll tell you. Whoa. I'm, I'm raising my <laughs> hand right Free now. Advice right Free now. advice. <laughs> we'll take it. When Listen it comes up. to messaging, you need to have two kind of two components is like the one that everyone I think knows is like you need to be really clear on what the problem is. Uh-huh. You need to lead with the problem. The thing that I think people don't remember or don't connect is it's not just the solution, but the outcome is you okay. need to get really clear on what your outcome is for someone not just the quote solution. The solution is to buy from you, but what outcome are they buying from you? If you don't okay. have that identified and it's clear um, and it follows yeah. the solution, or sorry, follows the the problem, like it's like a story arc. In story, Ooh, um, okay. storytelling, there's a beginning and a middle and an end. Yes, And Speaking when it comes language. to a message, that is the beginning is the problem. Mm-hmm. And like, if you read a novel or any kind of story, right. watch, watch a movie, a movie. Yeah. starts with the, the inciting problem. incident. Exactly. Yes. This, exactly. It's like, this is what sets off the epic adventures, this problem mm-hmm. that you have. And then you have to move into the, the desired outcome. Mm-hmm. And part of like the desired outcome is like this illumination of like how f- terrible the problem is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like so opening up the problem. There's a little bit discernment more. there. And that's where mm-hmm. the second part of the story, you meet a lot of conflict that you have yes. to overcome. Yeah. Yes, and then like that outcome becomes clearer and clearer, yes. and and it moves towards it. So the solution is the culmination of like identifying the problem, uh, being clear about the outcome you want, it's desired, and the solution is to like probably invest in the business. <laughs> if you've clearly wow. painted that, it should be to buy from the person mm-hmm. or buy from the company. So do you have like a good example without mentioning names of anybody, like how you would identify like okay, sure, you know what you want your like. We know what the problem is and what the fix to to shorten it is. Yeah. But like, can you define like what the solution would be for someone like preaching the outcome as well? Yeah, I'm, I can use one of my clients as an example sure. probably. Um, <clears throat> and by the way, my, a lot of my clients are not local. I have like okay. maybe two one two local clients. No Interesting. kidding. You got to get yeah. more of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe through this I will. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Most yeah. of them are around the Match country. Match made some connections, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By, I mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, one of my clients is also, she's a somatic therapist. She okay. goes by somatic coach, which if you're a somatic coach, you could coach anything, anybody on anything, right? Mm-hmm. But like if you try to help everyone, you help nobody. So absolutely for her the niche <laughs> yeah. that we've we've kind of pulled together and it's taken some time to draw it out of her because i don't believe in helping someone build a business that they don't really resonate with uh-huh. like they need to really right. resonate with yeah. what otherwise, they're you're just going to get burnt out exactly yeah. and usually it's something kind of what we we're saying already is like it's a problem that you have that you've either solved for yourself um mm-hmm. or that you wish that you received and you didn't get oh, yep. and yeah. now you're giving right. it so for her um she's working with single moms 
who are right. wanting to start dating again and don't understand. Oh, wow. Like, That's yeah, very Yeah, so noble. it's very specific. Uh-huh. So she's a single mom. It's very niche. She went through a really difficult divorce and did have to go through the process, the, the trials and you know tribulations of starting to date again and how difficult that was. And then even once she was dating and had relationships, how to like kind of keep it <laughs> and uh, like yeah, feel sure. good in yeah. it and not uh-huh. like have like the fierce independence of like, I don't need anybody. Right. Um, then it's like, which uh-oh. is a trauma response. Yes. So anyway, identifying what that was for her helped us open up what the message is. So the problem is, is that you're you're traumatized from, you know, your divorce or whatever the breakup was and you're a single parent. So you have these two major issues that kind of, you know, are a barrier to dating. Um, And the outcome is, is you want a you want a a connected connection with someone. You want to be able to have a relationship again. Um, despite these, you know, difficulties right. and setbacks and mental, a lot of them are mental setbacks. Um, so she's clearly identified the problem, clearly identified the outcome. And the solution is just to work with her gotcha. because she has a program. Um, she has a, like a blueprint. Um, she calls it blueprint to thrive. That is like a step-by-step, you know, these are the, these are the high points uh, you need to work through, um, sure. internally to get to that place. And then the, the vehicle for her is the somatic therapy. Uh, same same vehicle that I also use um, to get people connected with themselves because you know there's literally like conceptual things that we know mm-hmm. like head knowledge sure like I might be able to tell you all the reasons that like your marriage is or isn't working not that I'm any expert on this but like through her philosophy or whatever right. um, but there's that next level of like having a like body fixing knowledge. them is different than yes. like knowing that they exist <laughs> yes yeah. very much and um, somatic so are you familiar with what somatic is or what that word I means. think I'm through not. you telling me, I've put You're it together, it but why don't you tell us? Yeah, I realize I'm like, <laughs> I could I use a solid definition. <laughs> okay. Um, so it really, I mean, quite simply put, it's, it's mind-body connection. Okay. Oh. Uh, so, That's what I imagine. Yeah, so like we might have a somatic response uh-huh. to something. like, and, and actually, you have somatic responses to things every day, all the time, constantly. Like, let's say you get embarrassed and your face turns red and feels hot. Mm-hmm. That's a somatic response to gotcha. embarrassment or something else. Oh. Or you're angry and you get hot and your heart starts to palpitate. This is where like palpitate. psychosomatic comes from? Okay. Yes, 100%. Yes. And we're having these subtle, we're, we're not even subtle if you tune into it, it's really profound. Uh-huh. But like we're having a mind-body communications happening all the time. And it's yeah. hard to, to really, like the top-down way that people usually do therapy is like through talking about it. Mm-hmm. Right. We talk through it, but like a yeah. lot of times we're not even aware of really what's in there. Yeah. But your body does not lie. It will always tell the truth. So Whoa. you will lie so to yourself. True. You will always lie to yourself, but your body can't lie. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just a manifestation of your subconscious. So, you know, working with people, that's something I like. One of the reasons I do Zoom calls is I can see how they're sitting. I can see the way that they're acting. Oh, a lot of body language. A lot of body language stuff and like oh. understand what's really happening for them. Because like as I'm guiding someone through like we're going to make these changes in your business, there's all these like little subconscious res- resistances oh, that sure. come up and sure. or fears that come up of like yeah. changing something, trying something new. Like most of my clients, one of the first things that we do is we double their prices. Most of the time, because most people come to me and they're like, like one of my, uh, actually just saw her this morning. One of my clients. Now I'm her client. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I love how that works. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Worked out really well. She's awesome. Um, Awesome. But yeah, for her, like, and for a lot of them, it's like, they've been charging the same thing for a long time because they're givers, but it's not as simple as like, oh, we just checked the box off. We're going to raise the prices now. Mm -hmm. Let's move on. Um, there's a lot of inner resistance. There's a reason that they weren't charging more before. And there's a reason that they didn't restructure their business before. And so what I've 
come to do at this point in my business is I integrate what I do as a somatic therapist um, with business coaching. So like I'm helping people, yeah. you know, so, I guess, address their business from the roots, you know, like yeah, what's yeah, really yeah. going down here yeah. at the bottom, but also their internal personal mm-hmm. roots because they're... So, yeah. So in that case, it's like, you know that they have to double their prices. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, we know we have to do that, but it's like you want them to know why they did it yes. and feel good about doing it because the reasons they weren't are sometimes like, They're I'm speaking from experience here. Yeah, they are very ingrained. They're very yeah. like tied up in them and you go through and kind of unlock all those chakras, you know? Yeah. Like, okay, let's get each one. of. Okay, this one, this yeah. one's because it could be anything I imagine, right? Absolutely. Like growing up, you always thought this certain thing was overpriced. Well, inflation's a thing you need to charge more now <laughs> or oh like oh my gosh this or is like, so legit yeah like right we have the oh my gosh we have the People same exact struggle us. and we're so bad at it right <laughs> especially with like yeah known clients we have yeah. and it's like hey it's a new year and we love you but we need more money <laughs> from you you know so, yeah. and it's just we don't want to come across as being like greedy but it's like no, our lights need to stay thing. on you know right that at the same thing. time we are trying to actually this is a expand yeah it's not a hobby it's not just like some little thing we do on the side. It's like, uh-huh. this is our main hustle. Right. This is like our everything. This is how you put food on your right. table. And to be so, clear, like just a little bit ago, I, I recognize that problem that we that we have. Yeah. Having a solution is a totally different thing. Like, I'm not saying we've conquered that. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you know, like, that's, a com- yeah. that's a conversation we have like once a week. Yes. <laughs> if not more. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's it's interesting because it's a lot of thematic things that come up about mm-hmm. why people um, stay essentially stay stuck in a certain way of doing things or being in their stuck. business and moving them through a body experience to un- unstick unstuck those things um, is often what's really needed. And then getting people to like I always tell them, give me your um, your devil's advocate response. Tell me all the reasons this is not going to work. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's in, inciting them to dig into the fears that are definitely there. We oh, all yeah. have fear. And and speak them out loud, not to manifest them, but because like if you hold them inside, they grow and they like get stuck mm. in your body. Right. Um, and this is like very much on like a biological level, like the experience that we have through our nervous system is stored in the body mm. as knowledge. It's like information that we're just holding on to. We're like a giant supercomputer, you know? Yep. Right. It's um, like muscle so, memory. Full of yes. supercomputers. <laughs> so in order for Emotional someone to have memory. a big change in their business is they have to reprogram their personal supercomputer, which is operating the business. Yeah. Like, it's not just a matter of like, and this is why yeah, a lot totally of business see why you and doesn't Matt, work. <laughs> you and Matt hit it off. Like, yeah. Matt, this, 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 <laughs> he's yes, like for speaking sure. the same Me language. Yeah. like super good buds. Totally. So he's, he's awesome. <laughs> yes. Very smart dude. Yeah, he's very, very So when you do these consultations, what does one of those sessions look like? Like how do you how do you open it up? How do you start that conversation? Like I'm sure it's different per person, but do you have like a method of how to like kind of engage those questions that starts to loosen the people up to respond to the questions you're asking? Because the first hardest step is being like, hey, I've got a big problem. You know, like, (laughs) do you tell people they have problems or do they have to come to you? (laughs) People come to me because they know they they have a problem. Most of the time, I would say most of the time they're aware of what the problem is. And a lot of the people that come to me tell me uh, up front that they have a um, blocks around money. That's one that comes up a lot is they have like internal, like it gets complicated. I get it too. You know, money is somewhat taboo and like even talking oh. about wanting money um can really trigger mm. people oh and so fast. i'm gonna straight up tell you i want money 
Yeah. And money wants me too. Mm-hmm. I got to pay bills. I got bills to that. pay. And also I have like <laughs> generosity to like put out yeah, there into right. the world. Like there's people you I want to help. Hopes and yeah. desires and aspirations. Also I'm a single mom, so. <laughs> it takes, speaking of single moms. It's yeah. all. Yep. <laughs> it takes things. money. Uh-huh. It takes money to <laughs> yeah. live. And yeah. You Newsflash. Know, it, you know, it sounds ridiculous to be like, oh, yeah, a newsflash takes money to live. But, like, it is a newsflash I end up having to give almost right. everyone. No, it yeah. is. It yeah. really is. And I think it's it, it's something you could say, like, oh, is that just, like, is that something a millennial struggle with or baby boomers? But, no, it's Everybody like, does. Everybody, everybody does. Everybody it looks yeah. a little different. Getting for, past, like, the greed complex is really tough. I know. Just speaking personally, like, yeah. asking for money is not something I do. You know? Right. <laughs> like, it's just, like... Well, I get, even it's like it gets stuck in my throat, right? Before it comes yeah, out, you know, you got to depersonalize it though, yeah, and I, right. I think this is where uh, this is where the somatic work really comes in is to help people untangle what they've self-identified mm-hmm. with because we all have this narrative playing in our minds all the time. There's like a story, like you're literally narrating your life, and as you're narrating, it's kind of coming uh, true as to what you're saying. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we self-fulfill. <laughs> And because we're looking through the lens of that narrator that's yeah. in your head. Right. And so whenever I do somatic work with people, the the reason that it works is because you get out of the story and you get into your body, which your body doesn't have a story attached to it. Mm-hmm. It just is. It's just existing. Here I am. Exactly. Right. Just in the present. <laughs> you know, so, it's, it's funny because even at the very dawn, more than just the dawn during the early day, of this business, <laughs> like when Big Forest was getting started, uh, one of the biggest fight starters that would like break out would be anytime, heaven forbid, one of the five of us bring up money. It was it was like dropping a bomb in the room. <laughs> and like we would we would like suddenly we're at each other's throats. And if any of us were like, Yeah, but we need to think about making money, then suddenly it was like you yeah. don't care about the product. You don't care about the right. person. It was like, you just oh, want money. You don't care yeah. about. It was like we were a bunch of like emo boys. Just yeah. like our hair was always like, you don't care about the art. You don't get it. Right. And it was like pathetic. I, was like, I can care about both. I definitely. And that's me like saying like, I also was one of the guys like, you just don't, you think it's all about the money? <laughs> yeah. But it's like, that was a, a position of dramatic ignorance. Sure. <laughs> On all of our parts. Like sometimes one of us would be like, we got to make money. Or you could be nicer and uh-huh. you say unaware. Okay, you see, well, that's why you're the therapist yeah. and I'm not. Yeah, we're talking about. <laughs> I am not an official therapist, <laughs> Okay, by the way. Well, you are. Fair enough. Program, you are so. a guy. Can I ask you a question I'm, about I'm something also, yeah. from a little, just a little bit ago you said in the conversation? Well, more than a little bit ago, I guess, but I've been holding on to it. Okay. You In the beginning, you made a brief distinction between advertising and marketing. Mm. Can oh, you that. define that for our listeners? Yes, great just question. Right down the middle, because... I know that those are those are different, but it's right. It's hard to explain. I have a feeling you could do it better than me. So okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I will actually add a third thing into that little. Um, okay, not just two things, but three things I think. So um, branding. So mm-hmm. there's your brand, and, and the brand doesn't uh, is not an action. It just is. It's like you as a person. Actually, this is a really great way to explain okay. it. That I've I can already tell you know more about this than either of us. So okay, please continue. <laughs> so Jordan. <laughs> Let's say that you are you are the brand, okay? Um, and the brand of Jordan <laughs> has blue eyes and wears a beard and has a Colorado sweatshirt on. And um, but the the advertising of Jordan is what you say. It's an action and it's where you go and it's the way that you like uh, 
you talk about yourself. Okay. But your brand is kind of what people just perceive from you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the basic thing. Sure. Um, and part of your advertising, the brand is expressed through advertising. It's kind of like that forward action. So a- advertising in a very literal sense would be um, like paid ads or, you know, organic marketing, which I talked a lot of, to my clients. Mostly we, we use organic marketing techniques, um, but still advertising. Sure. Um, it could be on Facebook, could be on Google, whatever. Um, and then marketing is the way I see marketing is it's kind of like this umbrella. It's okay. the umbrella that all of it exists in. Um, it could be the relationships. Like technically, this is marketing right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm marketing yeah. for my business because I'm talking about my business on for a sure. podcast. Absolutely, um, big time. So I like I see marketing as like this big umbrella thing that's very non-specific. Mm-hmm. And so when people say they do marketing, it doesn't mean shit to me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like you can do yep. all sorts of things. You might be like I don't know, a <laughs> totally social media right. shark, yeah. or you might be. You might be a graphic designer or you might be a film person who does markety things. It just doesn't really mean very much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. That's us. That's one of the things we tell people. They're like, like, I, I, it's almost hard for me to answer when people ask like, Oh, what, like, what's your business? And I'm like, video production. (laughs) And it's like, there's always a question mark. Cause it's like, really, it's like marketing you know and then i just right. get higher and higher and it's like we're like creative consultants <laughs> you know like that's like the most kind of like that's what we are you so know? it's yeah. funny i had a diff- this is kind of like segueing in my mind i had um so i've niched my audience at this point uh-huh. but i was good for you one very, point kind of split between which niche to go with and one of them was creatives because like i identify with as a creative i can sure. tell you brought up the three point story arc which if you go back and listen <laughs> to our other episodes you'll hear that about a billion times really right? yes ad okay. nauseum that's one of our like core values as a company okay so. well, it's definitely one of my core as well as when i teach Sweet. My, my clients awesome um <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> but yeah identify as a creative so i i thought that maybe i would go into coaching creatives um on the same things however that's not the direction i've gone i still have it's ironic they still have a lot of creatives approach me um and ask me for help and I'm open. I end up kind of like doing what we talked about before and just helping. Yeah. <laughs> just like, having the conversation. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I'm like, I still want to help you because uh-huh. I feel that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I'm so sorry. Also yeah. pay me. <laughs> yeah, also, exactly, also, also pay me. Also, um, this is my job. Again, not a hobby. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but what I ended up niching um, over the course of the pandemic and I created an actual program for um, people who are working in the alternative health and wellness field. So like I was awesome. saying, like breath workers or yoga mm-hmm. teachers or sure. other somatic yeah. workers. Holistic. Yeah, more holistic. Nutritionists maybe. Yeah. yeah. Exa- actually, I did have yeah, a yeah. nutritionist work with me. Awesome. Um, so people, I have a couple of massage therapists who are currently clients um, who do like a combination of energy work and massage work. Um, yeah, so. When you say energy work, it sounds really cool, by the way. Thanks. Sounds so you're like, like crafting a, like balls of Yeah, <laughs> right. That's what I'm imagining. Or like, so they're like a Jedi or this something. This is really fun to talk to you guys about because, um, I, to be honest, I'm kind of immersed in that world. Yeah. Like, it's just normal to everyone I talk about. Like, I'm a Reiki practitioner, and uh-huh. like everybody I know is pretty much a Reiki practitioner. Sure. Reiki? See, I they rake leaves all the time. Yeah, I rake ah. leaves in the backyard. Oh, I practice wow. that. She's very rake. <laughs> you must be very good at it at this point. Yeah, I've practiced that. How much time can it take? <laughs> <laughs> Hours. Here's the leaves. Yep. Here's Don't throw a rib out. <laughs> but yeah, I rake with your legs. It's interesting to talk to you guys because you're you're from a different genre that I like 
yeah, it, it's, okay. it, it's giving me opportunity to talk about things in a different way. So awesome. I, I really enjoy that. We appreciate it. Well, you're welcome for our ignorance <laughs> <laughs> on the subject. Ignorance. Yes. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm over here. It's like, yes, yeah, fill us. What, what, was, what was that thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is Reiki? Uh, Reiki is, is energy work. Um, oh, okay. It Teaching is, people gotcha. to fly. It's a type of energy that you channel through the body. Is it like um, chi or is that different? Or is that a different word for the same thing? Ooh, good question. It, it kind of, yeah. It okay. is kind oh. of a different word for the same thing. Okay. Um, however, like, so chi is like your personal life force energy, whereas uh-huh. Reiki is a very specific energy. Whoa. Okay. So you can think of it as like frequency. If you like think of like maybe an octave or something, uh-huh. it might be in the same octave, but it's uh, maybe at a higher frequency. Okay. So yeah, Reiki would be um, a different tambour. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different resonance yes. um, that's ah, at a higher level. I like that. Resonance. And it's healing. It's a very healing mm. energy. And it actually is tangible too. Like, I mean, I've obviously received treatments of it as well. You can feel it on a mm. physical level. It's not just, I and mean, there's definitely a lot of like mental, emotional components sure. to it, but there's a lot of feeling involved. And there's been some studies that have been done. I can't quote them right now because I don't know off the top of my head. That's um, fine. <laughs> that, that show like you have much more. Um, uh, advanced, like it quickens your healing essentially. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's some mental things to that. I mean, there's, yeah. a, there's an intense mind body connection, like what we believe. Yeah. I mean, is. a lot of it's probably one and the same, you know, it, it is, yeah. it really is. It's just a matter of like tuning into like your own innate power as a human. Mm-hmm. Is that like <laughs> yeah. uh, acupuncture? Does that contribute or is that completely it's, different? Um, it's definitely on in the same, uh, thought field. Sure. Because uh, acupuncture like a, yeah. is using the meridians in the body, so it is yeah. the, the energy channels in your right, body. Right, right. And it's like the circuitry. Yeah, it's yeah. The, it's the energetic circuitry. Right, exactly. Very cool, man. That is, I could listen to you talk about that all day. Because it's, <laughs> it's so like, cool. Because it's like it's just like the more and more we learn about it, the more and more it's right. like, oh, you're like, like I should becoming, try that. I'm not just a hunk of meat. Right, you're <laughs> no. becoming a Jedi. Yeah. No, <laughs> you're like, not just a hunk of meat. As humans, I mean, the thing that like distincts, you know, creates the distinction between us and animals mm. is our like ability to constantly grow and change. We have neuroplasticity mm. and that we have this like yeah. cognitive awareness around yeah. us being, being right. like, right. We, we know that we the exist. The Zoomers call that big brain time. Yeah, big brain. we got big brains. <laughs> so is that like, would you like in your line of work, does that connect to like the spirit or the soul? Or like, where does that line, where is that line distinguished? Mind, body, that's spirit, all together. Yeah, that's a can of worms. Um, I, I mean, I, the way I talk about it to my clients that I think doesn't make it like necessarily too spiritually or right. religious right. or anything it, like that. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, where do you find the boundary in your line of work when it so comes to that? That's actually a really good question. So I, I also split it into three. <laughs> oh. Three is a great number. It is. Oh, we're surrounded by it. Yes. <laughs> um, but I distinguish between the subconscious mind, the okay. conscious mind, and then the superconscious mind. So Whoa. some people would say yeah. your higher self. Some yeah, people yeah, yeah. say God. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, All you right. can your other your uh, existential. Yeah, well, like think about like elevation, you if you a, will. A, yes, like maybe you have a conflict with someone, and mm-hmm. your 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 re- your reaction may be coming from your subconscious, like some sort of reaction. Maybe yeah, it's yeah. negative or anger uh-huh. or something. Right. Your conscious mind may interrupt and be like. 
well, if I lash out, then I'm not going to get X, Y, Z, or like this consequence could happen. And then your higher perspective will take you even another level up of like, if I actually respond with love, I may even get a completely different reaction right. back. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so it, it, okay. so there's like these le- yeah. levels and of the, how that's we approach really, the world. That's, this is going to sound like very cold, but like, that's a very safe approach, I think, it that is. you take with your clients because that way it's like the, the extra conscious or the, what do you call it? Uh, Superconscious is like that could be God for some people. That could be karma for some people. That yes. could be That's a kind of, I see like that the universe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, so I, you say safe, and I, I think that's fair. And mm. at the same time, like I did study Buddhism. <laughs> I don't right. <laughs> in the right. middle, the middle way is mm-hmm. usually the best way. <laughs> like, kind of finding a balance. A yeah. yeah like, Are you saying extreme opinions on social media could be toxic? <laughs> 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 I feel like I see a correlation here. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that was a different conversation. Right, definitely mm-hmm. is, but also related. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, taking that middle space does help connect it for no matter middle where space. they are, no matter yeah. where, like what they already like preconceived. Um, and then again, like I was saying, like that body level of integrating all these things. This is where I see people have much more rapid changes. Because so, like, this is why a lot of business consulting doesn't really work. I'm not going to lie. Like I've I invested. I'm I'm debating right now if I should tell you who I invested in. It's not local to St. Louis, but I invested probably twenty thousand dollars in my own like coaching and consulting last year. Uh huh. And mostly like I consulting for you or for me. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. Like I mm-hmm. hired them. Gotcha. You know, with practice what I preach. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, however, <laughs> I learned that um, I learned a lot of what I didn't want to do with my clients uh-huh. and what does not work. Well, well that's, anything, that's that a is, takeaway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a takeaway. An that's expensive true. takeaway. Very expensive. Expensive. Experience, experience is the best yeah. teacher. So well, it is. I did learn same, a lot. And I don't same here. It. Like I was telling you before we started recording uh, in the other room, we as a film company were like, we're a film company. We make movies, you know. <laughs> and we went that route, and like, it was expensive. And we're like, but it's worth it, you know. Our super conscious, if you will, was like, you know, come back to us. And yeah. then we realized that the film industry is like one of the most cutthroat in existence. And we we're like, oh. This is not coming back to us. This is just burning us out. We need to see if we're a different kind of company. I think we might be. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it, it came back to our original big forest roots. Yeah. <laughs> our tree roots. It came back. It's like, wow, maybe we made like a categorical critical error. Yes. And it's beginning. nobody's fault. We just <laughs> did, you know, because right. it's like we saw yeah. this like let's reach for that. And it's like, we could, but not with the tools we're using, you know? Yeah. I feel like I had a mirrored experience with my business Mm -hmm. thinking I was going to do like all this, you know, branding work. And then I transitioned it to not doing that. Right. So (laughs) so cool. For us, it felt like, it felt like we planted, it felt like we planted a very deliberate seed. We were expecting like a maple tree. And then as soon as the leaves actually came out, it was like ash leaves. And we're like, <laughs> oh, we're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like we, we, we did, did the planting, we right? planted the right seeds, <laughs> but we just misidentified them in the growing process. Yeah. yeah. But aren't you glad what you got? Yeah. Did you say orange? You glad what you got? Orange? You glad that you didn't say? Because it's like an orange tree <laughs> now. <kidding>. Listen. <laughs> so we've, uh, we're bouncing around here and you, yeah. oh, sorry. no, like you've answered some of these like directly, but I want to go back to the, the story telling aspect story oh. talk story oh. talk so so your business has f- dramatically changed yeah. since you began and you're pretty happy with where it is now oh, it seems I'm so like happy, yes. so it'll probably mostly you know knock on wood it will it will stay on that path and hopefully mature 
Um, but who knows? There might be another fork down who the knows? road. You never know. There's always forks. It's 2021. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, anything can happen. All the cutlery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I want to go <clears throat> way back to Whoa. your act one, the first part of your story in terms of your business. Because I preach this a lot on this podcast, but I think it's been a couple episodes, so I'll say it again. A lot of people tend to think of their lives as like being just one big three-act structure, but really... It's a lot of three act structures, yes. and sometimes an act two shares an act three with a completely different narrative. You know, it's not linear. and it's just a crazy. It's not linear. Yes, thank you. It's so, more like a show so than it I want to try and yeah, exactly with like spinoffs, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and like terrible reviews. <laughs> right. So, I want to focus zero in on more of just the three act narrative that has brought you to this point for your business. What was your inciting incident? When was the moment where you were just like sitting, I don't know, in your bedroom at Starbucks, like <laughs> whatever, and you're like, I'm going to start a business. Yeah. Like how mm. the heck did you get there? Because um, actually it's a huge thing. It's, <laughs> it's very much in part to float STL. Okay. Um, I, so a couple of years ago or three years ago, I lost uh, one of my brothers to suicide. And um, afterwards, I was working as the marketing director for a company in Springfield, Missouri, Mm -hmm. and they're very successful. They've been—I did a good job with them. Great, bravo! (laughs) They're happy, bravo! Um, But I quit right after my brother died because I just couldn't keep doing things. You Mm -hmm. know, it was like it was like this big like internal check of like, what are your priorities? Do you want to promote teeth? Is this usually what you want to do with your life? Mm-hmm. And I did love working there, and I loved the people that I was working with. Um, and I, I had an, an awesome marketing budget, and I had lots of creative reign. I mean, I literally got to Sweet. be a true creative, and I got to travel with them. Like, it was not your wow. regular dental job by any means. But after he died, I was just like, what is my purpose in life? And this is not it. I know of it's course. not. So I quit the job. I moved back to St. Louis. Um, like you from really here? Fast. I'm from here. I'm okay. from St. Charles. Gotcha. Um, but to fast forward the story, I got a job at float STL and quite a few of my friends were like, what the hell are you thinking? Um, Mm -hmm. like you're really overqualified to like Uh, lead people to their float rooms (laughs) Um, and fold towels and stuff. And I'm like, I know what, I don't really know why I want this. I just feel like I should be there. I literally could not explain it. It was Mm. just like a calling to be there. And so I did get a job there and that was your super conscious. It was my super conscious mind being like, just. You go know, this direction. The other two consciousnesses are grieving right now. So go <laughs> yes, this way. Yes, exactly. Like you yeah. can't make good decisions. Just it. go be where it's safe. Yes. <laughs> and um, so when I started the business, I was in. A, I didn't start the business there, but I was thinking while I was floating. Wow. And oh, so works. I was inside of a float tank it whenever works. I was like, "That's what I need to do." <laughs> nice. That's what I want to do. Like talk about psychosomatic. <laughs> yeah. No, floating's been a huge part of my life. There you and, go. Um, so you still do it. Yeah, I haven't actually haven't done it in like probably a month and a half. Neither have I. Oh my gosh, I've, <laughs> I've never done it. I, I get kind of scared about it. Really? I I've think never like done you it. gotta try it, isn't it? Because it's kind of like sensory deprivation, right? It, it not even kind of like it. Actually, it's like is. total. I've always wanted. I've never done it either. I've always to me wanted it to. seems like I, I get like if I just laying in bed at night whenever it's like you're just thinking, I get like a little bit like. Ooh. I know, same. I have like borderline tinnitus. I feel like I'd go crazy, but so, probably not. It'd probably be good for me. I'd say try it. Definitely yeah. at least I'm go curious. experience it. Just Give scared. it a couple of times. How long has Float STL been around? 
Um, just a little over five years now. That's what I thought. I was thought, with them. They celebrated their five-year anniversary. Okay, because I remember them popping up mm-hmm. and being like, oh, I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, and that they were the very first About five years ago. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm biasly going to tell you that they're definitely the best ones. Awesome. Best. How long All is right, like float. A, how yeah. long is like a session? Um, typically 90 minutes, but they do have 60-minute minute sessions. Okay. Wow. I feel like I would just like spiral. Oh, my <laughs> I would, gosh. I would think I would think like. You could Crazy. have a psychedelic experience. Your mind will do wild mm. things. I mean, like, the very first time right. I drug floated, free. Uh, yes, a yeah. drug free psychedelic free experience. Yeah. Oh damn! <laughs> I was like floating in the stars the first time sure. that I did it. That's what I. You're not the first person that's told me that. For yeah. doing that. Yeah, absolutely. It was my brother crazy. did it. I was I think. like, I'm Floating addicted instantly. <laughs> yeah, that's All so right, cool. Fine. Sign me up. Let's go. Let's have the next <laughs> podcast. I mean, recording. it's just you and your mind, right? Yeah, Together. It is. So yeah. Ooh. I don't know if I, I know. like scary. Me and my mind don't always get along. That's because you're we're all creative people here, we so we're like the afraid of ourselves. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> we disagree a lot. <laughs> so you went to float, you had your existential yes. experience, and you're like, I I need to start something. Yeah, I mean it came together in a couple of different ways. Mm-hmm. I had like someone needed help, someone needed marketing help. At the same time, I partnered with another marketing agency just kind of white labeling their services. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh wow, like immediately I technically have you know, yeah. the team, you know, I can just manage the project, um, which is how I initially right. I did things for the, at the beginning of my business is I just had outsourced um, creatives and then I was te- like project manager. But I'll tell you, and you probably know this, that project management sucks. It's very underpaid and very, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. like, uh-huh. I mean, agency work. <laughs> Talking to some film people here, talk about project management. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys are going <laughs> to hate that I'm saying this, but like, I, I, try to do whatever I can at this point with my clients to show them how not to invest in marketing agencies mm. because whoa I what's know, going on God, I'm, just right. kidding. I'm just kidding <laughs> because we're I mean, not a marketing agency you guys it's are fine. not a marketing agency you guys are direct creatives that's but right if, we're a marketing um, element yes you are a marketing element yeah. so like marketing agencies they have to mark up the work so much because they have mm. so many people to pay we were just talking about this oh, yeah. like it's insane week ago. and I'm, yeah. I'm sure they're pulling crazy hours yep to do it all yeah and like I was starting to get myself into that <laughs> rope too of like having to in order to pay myself pay the business pay the creative pay taxes like, oh my I mean, the work yeah. was exactly. quadruple at least the amount that they could have just paid the creative directly for it and yep. not had a project manager or, right. or maybe had a virtual assistant or some sort mm. of business manager. You can outsource like everything in your business. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot of bloat. It is. It's a lot of bloat and people just don't know that there's a better way. So yeah. like that's some of what I do. Um, that's yeah. awesome. And you're a solopreneur. Yes. At this right point. Now. I'm, yeah. yeah. At this point. I'm a and you like it that way for the most part. For I now, do. anyway, I do because it's actually. like, like I, you can just focus on what you're good at. Yeah, yeah. difference yeah. between an entrepreneur and a solopreneur. Technically, no, but there's a difference between a solopreneur I think and an entrepreneur. Yeah, I think there's <laughs> a uh, there's an implication there. An entrepreneur, you start a business that is usually made up of people. You're trying. Yeah. Whereas a solopreneur is like, yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah, I am the business. I see. You know, I think it's, it's a mindset. That's what I've like, always thought it's of like it a formation. as. Like, I yeah. See. At this point, I am the business. I mean, right. I have. I've, I have people that have contributed to my business who've helped my business and at different right. times like worked yep. directly with my clients yeah, sure. as well. Same here. Both of us are yeah. like we are big forest pretty much. Right. Yeah, you know? but it, here's the amazing thing is like the, their help over the period of time that I had them is what's allowed me to actually be a solopreneur. Yeah. <laughs> as they laid a lot of the groundwork. Like yeah. I created a series of workshops. I have material like things that my clients work through. Like it isn't just the one-on-one sessions where mm-hmm. we're like, What's going on in your subconscious? Like it's not <laughs> because if oh, that's how you talk I'd to your have, clients. Yeah, I have to work. <laughs> I don't talk to them like that. But I have to work with them much, much longer. If like 
you know, I yeah. had to give them all the information. Um, Absolutely. One-on-one. Credit where it's due. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. like a lot of it's recorded or it's written in articles and I have it like formatted and in an order. Mm-hmm. And I do sales process too. I teach people how to do, I call conscious sales. It has from everything I've seen, I don't, I should probably get this like more statistically verified, but my <laughs> clients have like majorly increased their yeses. Um, I, one of my clients in particular, um, I know that she's gone from like, I think about a 50% increase in her yes rate <laughs> Wow! Um, when she does consultations. Okay. And it's just a matter of understanding some human psychology, how not get out of yourself, like feeling like you're, um, you're a sleazy car salesperson. Yeah. Cause I think this <laughs> yeah. is where a lot of probably uh, creatives too, yeah, but people yeah. who are in the mindfulness world, especially like sales and like, again, this kind of comes mm. back to the money conversation feels dirty. It does. And like if inter- even if you like can mask it on the outside, mm. if you feel it internally, like that's going to be a response. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's I feel like we have the opposite problem sometimes not with the money, but in regards to saying yes, I think mm. that we need to say no more often. This is the most important thing as an entrepreneur. Know <laughs> what is, to everyone. here it is. I'm this gonna drop the bombs. Know what to say no to. Ah. Okay. And it's mostly it's like eighty percent of things say no. Yeah. Well, eighty percent. percent. I believe it. And I'm not good rule. at practicing it. But I say yes. I am such a people pleaser. So mm-hmm. am I. We, I am we like both like that. we say uh, yes a lot, and we're getting better now. Also, there's <laughs> only two of us, so <laughs> it's like oh, don't have time yeah, for all these yeses, brutal. but. You know, we were talking a little bit before we recorded, like we used to do a lot of, a lot of free work, you know, we still like we do and we don't, we, we it's like the opportunity kind of disappeared as we started saying no a little right. more and just focusing right. on some like heavy hitters, you know? Yeah. And it's like everything else just kind of like kind of fades away. It's almost like people know that like when lightning strikes, like, oh, they're doing free stuff. They'll take advantage of it. Yeah. And then as soon as it goes away, you won't hear from them ever again. Yep. Yes. You know? And it, that's fine. Bunch of freeloaders. That, that's business. <laughs> business. It's business. It is. We yeah, offered it. We've all, it was going to say, we've all probably Yeah. But then again, it. a lot of those people were, again, local businesses that have benefited from it and has come back to us in other ways too. Yeah. We are, we are also, we barred her. You yeah. Know? And you so, know, yeah. That, there's something to be said for that. Um, yeah. I definitely think that there's merit to, to like giving just mm-hmm. to give. Of course. Um, I mean, I, sure. you, gotta, you gotta be careful. The falling interest. Into the, yeah. You gotta be careful falling into the people pleasing trap where if that's mm-hmm. where it's coming from and you're constantly doing free that work. It doesn't help anybody. No, it's, yeah. it's not a business anymore. It's, yes. it's yeah. charity. You're just charity. Yeah. <laughs> charity. Um, it is with ooh, no income. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> but I do think there's something bills. to be said for like these like karma deposits that yeah. you make. Um, okay. Yeah. I see, I, I see how they come back to me. Right. And you just mm-hmm. have to not be, that's like a like double negative don't be attached to where it comes back yeah. you can't you can't assume it's going to come back from directly the source that you gave to like it, it can come back such from such good anywhere, advice right literally anywhere like yeah. totally non-related um and it's because it influences your personal mm-hmm. energy and your personal energy is what creates responses from outside of you you know like you may not be able to control events but you can control yourself therefore you can control the outcome Mm-hmm. because you're influencing it by the way that you're thinking about it, the way that you're approaching it. And if you're in that place of like, I can freely give to people, I can freely help the people around me, um, that energy of just like, it's really like the energy of abundance that people talk about. Yeah. That's what that is. Then when you are in front of someone that you're like, hey, I'd like you to, you know, here's the problem I see you have. Here's mm-hmm. the outcome I can deliver to you. Would you like to buy my solution? Uh-huh. Uh, it's a lot easier for those. You don't feel as sleazy. It helps <laughs> yeah. with that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and feeling confident in your solution mm-hmm. is another that thing. That is such good advice. Right. I feel it. like, yeah, we've, I, we still fall into that trap personally just as a company, but like, 
there's definitely been times where you, you mentioned be getting attached to where it comes back from. It's like, yeah. I helped you. Why aren't you helping me? But then where you become blind to the fact that like, yeah, but this other person mm-hmm. you haven't talked to. And actually it, in our it instance, it just creates bitterness to be yes, in that space. Yes. In our instance, like, we've gotten some jobs from someone that was in my phone and I don't, I don't even know who they were, but I guess at some point we made an impression on them because wow. they brought us work. And I was like, think th- like twice. I was like, what? Who is this angel? Oh, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> you know, a godsend, like, to be sure. Yeah. Wow. Is there, in your opinion, just from your experience and just maybe your own formation of thought, do you see much difference between pride and confidence? Yeah. Definitely pride is your downfall. There we go. That's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah. Because it seemed like you were saying that without fully explicitly saying that. And I could see it's like, I think that's what she's kind of getting at in this regard. Pride is, pride is a, like... They may have some similar energies, but like yes. pride is sourced from the ego and uh-huh. um, confidence is sourced from like real. I mean, if I'm going to use my own language, like super conscious, like mm-hmm. confidence is coming from like that deeper place, of right. like higher perspective and having a broader sense of awareness. Um, like if you understand that your solution is really worth buying, you're going to have confidence in offering it. If you are coming from a like a different angle of like, I made this and people should buy it from me. Even if it's not what's best for them. Exactly. <laughs> I love yeah. the way you've just said all that. That yeah. was so well worded and like, well, you should really you well should get packaged. a career this is doing good. this sort of thing, you know, like talking to people <laughs> I should, about like I should think about confidence this. and stuff. I don't know if you've ever thought of that, but someone, just want to put that there. Someone gave me that idea last spring. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, th- I was hoping it was me just now. <laughs> I was pretty prideful that Uh-oh. it was that. There's I mean, confident. I totally meant to confident. Me. There's the ego. It's, it's, it's up again. So, what was your darkest moment Ooh. in your entrepreneur path? Your I'm just gonna completely give this up right now. My entrepreneur. Okay, so my darkest moment in, in your in your business journey. Like it, it can be before the pivot. It can be. I think it was actually maybe after. Maybe it's the pivot itself, or it, after. It wasn't. The, okay. The pivot was. Um, was very like buffered by being in that uh, training, yeah. Um, doing the study of the Buddhism stuff, like that mm-hmm. was really uh, like a, a healing good, like place a natural step. Oh, very, okay. very much. Yeah. yeah, I see. It really like progressed. Okay. things. because um, the way you talked about it, it didn't seem like it was a negative thing. No, it was yeah. positive. Right. <laughs> it, 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 like directed mm-hmm. me in the right way. That's a good, I'd say the negative, the negative one for me was, um, you know, I, I signed up for this uh, coaching course. I knew you were going to bring that back up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, what happened is they, they sold me one thing, but they gave me something else. Oh, no. They sold me what I thought I was buying, which is what I give to people. And that is like when I'm when some I only take on six clients at a time because oh my I gosh. really can't. You're so smart. Oh, coach everybody on this. Like you need to know your parameters. You yes. know what your limits are oh. because otherwise you take away from the people you're Man. working with. Yeah. So it comes back to like charging appropriately because exactly. we're like, but how? <laughs> <laughs> well, and people pay for what they get. When, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. There you go. That's so, a good point. What happened was I thought I was I thought I was buying someone who was going to not buying someone buying something from whoa, someone. Whoa. <laughs> what were we talking about pride earlier? Right? <laughs> Where they were gonna like dig in with my business with me and really yeah. help me like push things to the next level, yeah. keep me accountable, help me work through my fears around changing things, etc. Um, I in the six months that I worked with this guy, I think I met with him two times for twenty minutes each time. Six months. Mm-hmm. Well, he had group things and he had this like. You know, Super recorded personal. stuff, very impersonal. <laughs> yeah. It was very like it was very difficult to know how to apply it to my business. 
Yeah. And even whenever, okay, so fast forward, I'm not going to tell you all the dirty details because it would take too long, but. That's a different episode, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had plenty of money in my savings and okay. I had plenty of money coming in oh, whenever yeah. I committed to this. So like committing to something that was like 20 grand was like, all right, I can do this. Like this is mm. an investment in my business. Right. Like yeah, other people right. have succeeded. Buying a car, doing- buying a house or something. Yeah. Exactly. Sure, sure. Um, however, it wasn't because it was all like very fear based, very fear motivated. Oh, there was, wow. it was a very unsafe mm. container in like therapy speak. Okay. Um, oh, I don't think I've heard that. Oh, well, in, in my world, I think I know like, what it means though. Yeah. yeah it's, I like, think it's kind of easy to <laughs> yeah. figure it out. No, I like it's that. It's what it sounds like. When you say fear based, so it was a lot of preaching of like, this is how bad you'll fail if you don't do this thing. Exactly. Type. Winter yeah. is coming. Yes. Ah. yes. <laughs> Winter is coming. Yeah. You need to advertise, advertise, advertise. And uh-huh. like, Winter is the, coming. a lot of the sales, <laughs> really they like meant sales COVID. coaching was very, <laughs> oh yeah, a lot of like negative <laughs> stuff mm. around that. Yeah. Um, a lot of the, like the sales stuff that they would teach was really to be like straightforward felt manipulative to me oh my gosh. and it was justified with like well if you're selling something that's worth buying then like it's okay to do that I'm like, oh, no. oh my gosh i see which i f- reject <laughs> like why am i paying thing. you like wait if you manipulate someone into buying something from you even if it is something that's good for them eventually they will regret it it's just mm-hmm. it is like the law of karma buyers they will horse. regret it because you use nefarious techniques to <laughs> to make them yeah. get the thing you know, so, that they want it. Like, be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people can smell that from a mile away, even if they're not a confrontational person and they don't yes. fight it in the moment. We've all had that pit in our stomach where it's like, oh, yeah. why did I say yes to, like, and that's I never I wanted it. This, yeah. this program. So oh, the, the, dark so moment <laughs> is, the dark moment is that I went broke. Oh, I literally went yeah. broke. I had all mm-hmm. this extra money, money coming in. Uh, I signed up with them and I got really into what they were doing. And granted, learned a lot. A lot of what I don't want to do. Yeah. Um, but in the process, sure. like started to just slowly drain me mm-hmm. and oh, I brought no. new people on. I like hired Matt. I hired a few other people to like help me right. create what I actually am using now, which I thank God. There you go. <laughs> um, like a Phoenix. But in the, the process ashes. of like, <laughs> yes, definitely like payroll, paying this coach, life expenses. And then oh. I, the techniques weren't working and I got like, I think five or six um not actual no's but um can't afford it in a row yeah. man and didn't get any new clients and i'm like just bleeding money absolutely mm. just bleeding money and uh literally did go broke for about a month oh, oh my and uh what did you do scary <laughs> ask my grandma for help <laughs> there you go right. that takes family <laughs> yeah straight that up takes... i was like i need groceries help me awesome <laughs> that takes character so, yeah. to ask for help Oh That's gosh, tough. you do. I mean, it does take character ask for help. I think there's, we were talking about this before the show, but um, like this idea of like, you got to make it on your own uh-huh. yep. or like I'm a self-made, nobody's self-made. Yeah. I'm <laughs> not self-made. Like, come on, oh. we all have received oh, help. Yeah. We We've are. all received support. That's why we went into, me and Jordan in college, like one of our goals at the beginning was like, let's freaking stick together. Ain't no stupid Rounds island. Let's freaking. Yeah. Why don't we just go in as battle buddies and win the war instead of this like Hercules complex yep. of like, oh, yep. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to do them all. And he's like knocking down pillars. It's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so then it actually does. Uh, I had a question for you. Yeah. I've been hanging on to for a while. Uh, what is your opinion? Because you have like a lot of you have a lot of perspective on, on both life, business formation, self formation. What is your opinion on, quote, the hustle like of. 
the grind. What? How? I see because you're smiling. <laughs> I can tell you've got opinions on this. I have. Okay, so what? It, what? How does that factor into your line of thinking and and your work? The hustle is a good way to go broke. Ah, there. Yes. Really right good on. way to go broke. You heard it here, folks. And yeah. be stressed and not have time for naps. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I hustled my business so hard uh-huh. and went. Just app, I mean, literally tapped out, tapped out yeah. emotionally, tapped out financially, right? tapped out like physically, tapped oh, out yeah. on sure. every level. And what shifted it for me was not hustling anymore. Uh-huh. And um, I like as cliche as it sounds, like aligning mm-hmm. and just getting into so you, what my so you values like, you are. You budgeted your time, as they say. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like, it comes back to real. what I was saying about the eighty twenty is like eighty percent of the things that we're doing are a waste of time. It really is. Oh. It's a waste of time. It's not driving anything forward. It's like 20% of the th- actions that you take today will have 80% of the results that you see tomorrow. Whoa. So like being intentional okay. about paying attention to what is getting a result and what isn't getting a result for you, then you're not going to waste as much time and energy. And I was looking back and like looking at all the things that I wasted time on mm-hmm. and wasted energy on. And did Matt got... help with that too? Sort of. He did actually. Yeah. Okay. It, was a, it was, he did the visual um, consulting. with. Okay. Me. Yeah. Very I was cool. about to ask that he, did he, did you guys do a whiteboard or did he do it so digitally? Miro. <laughs> okay. Miro, yeah. I think a, he brought that up. It's a digital yeah. uh, whiteboard app. It's yeah, really, yeah. really cool. And yep. he did work with me and my team. And it was a couple of epiphanies that we had mm. together through um, his lightning decision jam process. Process, uh, that was very helpful for me to see that also I needed to fire all of them lovingly. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> like oh. Matt, Matt, like oh, out. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he He's like, you don't need people need for him. these positions. <laughs> like, <laughs> Matt like destroyed himself. <laughs> That, well, no. he kind of said that in his episode, too. He's like, I'm kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> like, I go into these places, and I find their bottlenecks, and I help them see it. And then, like, Sometimes the I'm goal, it's like, have you seen, like, those Hinge commercials for the Hinge dating TV. app? Okay. It's on Hulu. I don't really oh, watch okay. TV either, but, like... Uh, basically, it's like it's the dating app meant to be deleted. Like that's oh. like their thing, oh. and it's like we it's don't like, want you to because like partner. once that's, you find a partner, a you don't need the app. Identified. Right? Hey, there you go. That's why I knew I liked their advertising. Like it's know, corny it is, is all hell, it's but it's really, really it's kind of funny. It's good advertising. Yeah, I get a chuckle. Yeah, I do too. Like the app is personified in the commercial by like this furry animal with like an H on it for hinge oh. with like eyes. Right. It looks like it's like it's like a it's like a weird it's like a living app like a pet or something and like. As these couples are like this, I think it's just maybe one couple get closer no, and closer. Like three. Okay, there's like three. It, it keeps getting like injured, and like at one point it's caught on fire, <laughs> and it's hit with like cupid arrows and stuff. And then at some point, like you see the person like pull up the little like I'm gonna delete the app on their phone, and then it gets like terrified, like, ah. and then it like poof, like disappears. But then like these two people are like ha- like romantically watching a movie together, and it's like oh they got together. Now the app is like gone. A real pet now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> quit terrorizing this one. Yeah. But I feel like Matt is like the dating app for businesses. <laughs> yeah, that's actually okay. You know? I, I, I follow. It's the like he, yeah, he like he makes connections, and then it's like, oh, cool. So I can do all this stuff very efficiently on my own, and maybe one other person. Which means, why do I need you anymore? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, he no. definitely showed me how like simple I can yeah. make my business. I right. Mean, I, it was a combination of many things, but you know, Matt was like the closest feedback loop for me. Sure. And, and there you go, really, Matt. More free marketing for you. You're yeah, welcome. Yeah, more free marketing for Matt Ship because <laughs> yeah. he was really like a good friend too. Uh-huh. Like, and I think this is where. So I saw one of my clients this morning, and what she was telling me two things were interesting. One, she said that she couldn't have hired me any sooner because she wouldn't have understood and been ready to apply it. Uh-huh. And the second thing was that she was like, I really love that 
I can tell and have always been able to tell that you actually care about my business and that you really care about like me getting a result. That's that like somatic thing you're talking about again. People, people know they, they can know. see that, you know? Yeah. You don't have to, yeah. even if you say it, it doesn't matter. Like if you didn't right. feel it, they're not going to feel it. Yeah. Like it doesn't like energy doesn't lie. Sounds cliche. It was true. And if you don't lie, bro. No, but like your Matt body truly cared lie. about mm-hmm. my business. I will say he really did care Great. about me and like the, mm-hmm. the fruition of what I was trying to create. And I appreciated that he never seemed attached to where it went, mm-hmm. even if it didn't include him. Yeah. Because for a while, like I really loved working with Matt and I was trying to think of ways to keep him involved in my business. But ultimately what I realized is like, and again, this is where it comes back to like what you say no to is more important than what you say yes to. And I realized I needed to say no to that avenue because I'm oh, like, it's man. not even good for Matt. Yeah. <laughs> like for me to keep sure. him involved in my business right now, I'm he sure needs to he go more way. than understood and he understands. Did. Oh my yeah. gosh. He's just a very stand up person. So yeah. he did. Um, but anyway, that was all like pre like or around my dark moment of yeah. like things just kind of heading like towards like a crash really like just personally and emotionally and financially. And, um, I like got back up again. (laughs) This is the other thing you Mm -hmm. need for as an entrepreneur is, um, get back on the horse. Yeah. So I know one of your questions, I do remember you, uh, one of them was about grit, right? Yeah. Oh, we're getting there. Yeah. Okay. Let's just go go into it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, and I think this is, this was my personal kind of takeaway from the book, Think and Grow Rich by mm. Napoleon Hill. It really, it, it is that grit. It's like you fall back, you fall down, but you just get back up. When no one's watching. When no yeah. one's That's, watching. I love that. That's the difference between hustle and grit. Yes. And I think they get confused they a not lot, the same thing. but they are kind of like fundamentally pride good. and confidence. Yes. 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 There, there it is. Very good. See, thematic consistency in this conversation. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it is like the same thing. It's like, yes, you may, I, you may think what you are doing is grit, but really what you are employing is hustle. Yes. In the same way you think, yes. you may think that you are confident, but really what you are employing is pride. Hubris. Yes. Hubris. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, no, the I Greeks love that you just connected yeah. that better than I could have. Thank no, you. No, no, no. That's I'm just the, I'm just the guy on the dials. <laughs> just, See, it turns out you do know something. <laughs> Finally. All right. Your one thing has been spent. Go back to your, your stupid dials. <laughs> Sorry. I must go back dials. to the dungeon. Um, okay, so So grit. So yeah, grit, grit. is like um, True grit. It's just not backing down and it's really like I think there's t- to apply grit having a lot of personal self-awareness around what's happening for you internally and being able to like i think the hustle internal mentality is like you didn't do it right do it again keep Mm -hmm. going kind of fear-based too yeah very fear-based and it's really like um i also kind of like punishment based Mm -hmm. of like oh if this doesn't happen or if you're not doing it right like you should be doing it better you're not good enough masochist it also (laughs) seems like the hustle ignores the necessity of rest Yes, absolutely. Where as in grit, you may see the value in taking on a, on a, on like a neuro level. Yeah. This is very important because like stress is important. Like stress is not bad. Oh, Um, okay. I'm going to tell you, stress is definitely not bad. Hot take. Well, think about it. Like you need to put food on your table. That's a stress, isn't it? And that propels you to move forward in your business. And if you make an investment in your business, you need to pay it back. So like these are stresses and like, Mm -hmm. so there's good stress. There's also like not good stress. And also like your brain has a max of amount of stress or like on epinephrine. So like that's the, Uh what's released in your brain when you're having stress that Mm -hmm. cortisol but there's like a max that you can experience before you just quit yeah you just like literally have to quit Mm -hmm. like your brain's like done yeah how does that look for is it different for people like 
I'm sure. Do some people just shut down? Do you have a panic attack? Do you? Oh, I've seen multiple things. Yeah. Yeah, some people have panic attacks. Yeah. Um, I've seen, I had previously, I had a client who had an existential crisis about sure. it. Oh, um, oh no. <laughs> like, yeah. But it was good for her because on the other side, yeah. like things were better. I always say, okay, I did not coin this, but I always say never <laughs> underestimate stress. Like Absolutely. And I don't, and, and I, I agree with you about it on your, your hot take there. Like, that doesn't mean that like never underestimate how evil stress is <laughs> or like just never underestimate how powerful stress is either channeled for the good or channeled for bad, yeah. you know, because oh, so, like, sometimes it's like, point. I, I truly believe that stress leads to any number of problems, like it, anything, even, yeah. even, even like physical ailments or injuries, like, well, probably wouldn't have happened if you were less stressed about it's worse it, than smoking, you know, apparently. yeah, I, it is. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it wow. causes straight up aneurysms you know <laughs> like strokes and yet yes. there is a level of stress that we need and this mm-hmm. is why like a lot of um i know other coaches or consultants may use fear to push you forward because oh, it's a stressor okay. yeah. and it will give you some short-term motivation sure. but it will lead to burnout if you don't um kind of punctuate things with uh I guess, which is what I would say, aligning and not hustling. Like hustling would be just staying in the fear and staying in the push, 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 push. Um, Like you stay in the stress. But if you're in a place of alignment, you can kind of find this balance where you're using both, where you use that good stress to push you forward, but you punctuate it frequently internally, not through your external. This is definitely important for your like your internal reward system, like the reward system needs to come from inside. If you use an outside source like coffee, sometimes and i'm not gonna lie i use coffee sometimes is like an external reward but your brain doesn't register that the same way as internal rewards so um you give your brain a hit of dopamine when you internally say good job mm-hmm. oh i did a good job okay i made progress I'm even if it's really that. tiny well yeah. get better at it because <laughs> it will okay. give you a, <laughs> a larger capacity to yeah. experience stress mm-hmm. So in the more stress you put on yourself and your business, the further you, you can go because you have to, like you'll, it, yeah. like this is the grid. So would you like, say is, is hustle something that you can like, you should, you could tap into sometimes you just have to like give it breaks or is hustle like no matter what a bad thing, like. I know we're kind of just getting into semantics. I was going to say it's a little bit of semantics. Like, I feel it sounds bit. like there's like there's like this well, like you said, there's there's like this well of energy that you have, and then there's this limit of stress you can take. Yeah, but like dopamine to, can allow you yeah. to go further. Okay, you, so like you the limit expand your limits. Yeah, yeah. It, it like makes the gas tank bigger gotcha. for for the amount of stress that you mm-hmm. can carry, which is like. I mean, so true. I mean, yeah. it's so true. <laughs> so like the best way to do this is to create the like the inner dialogue, like the, a mm-hmm. lot of like. Um, the the mindfulness and wellness world uses a lot of very spiritual language and I I definitely understand it and Mm -hmm. and can identify it. But part of the reason that I try to use this like middle way language is because it is the universal. It might turn some people off too who still need the same concept. Right, right. But like applying that inner dialogue, like knowing what's happening in your inner dialogue, listening Mm -hmm. to your thoughts, having self-awareness in a somatic session, it's really obvious what your your internal dialogue is saying. like being manifested in your body through sensation, through posture, through movements. And if you can start editing from there and rewriting the narrative, rewriting the way that you interact with yourself internally, you're, you're giving yourself more space to experience a a larger capacity of stress. And like, as, as entrepreneurs, we have to experience stress. Mm -hmm. Like you're responsible for the bottom line. It's like when you have a job, like your boss is responsible for the job for the bottom line, right? Like technically he's putting or he or she is putting food on your table. Mm-hmm. You're you're just showing up, right? Right. 
Um, no matter how creative or interesting your position is, it's still like kind of what it comes that, down that's to. That's it. Yeah. But when you're an entrepreneur, you are the end all be all. Mm. That that like taking on that amount of responsibility is stressful, and and that amount of power is stressful. Like you have you have like power over your life now. You have um, freedom because of that, but it comes with like an intense amount of responsibility mm -hmm. because if you have that much power and freedom, like you have to know how to exercise it appropriately and at the right times and keep the food on your table yeah. and it's a lot to juggle and oh my God. Right. <laughs> so like every time you put food on the table, you get your little yes, you show up for yourself like in some big or small way. It doesn't matter if you're constantly creating this um, like, oh, good job. I did a good yeah. job. Do you have t-shirts that say, get your yes? Oh, I should get oh, t-shirts. You got to get your yes, bro. Got to get yeah. your yes. Get that yes, man. <laughs> what you're describing kind of reminds me of in public speaking courses that always say like, you need to, when you go, go up to speak, you got to have a little bit of inner, like you have to have that nervousness. Like you shouldn't feel yeah. totally devoid of nerves. Yeah, you, you have do, to have some skin in the game. You got to have skin in the game. Or you shouldn't you be too comfortable. Otherwise you'll come across bored. You'll, yeah. yeah. Bored yeah. and like, disenfranchised and nobody will listen. Mm -hmm. So if you go in with the right amount of energy, then you can harness it positively. Exactly. It's kind of like yin and yang going on over here. Yeah, it's all Look about the you. middle way. <laughs> right. I'm just taking so I'll notes. I'll steer us from the grit towards uh, towards the end here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> well, uh, so <laughs> grit, grit is a great, uh, so we talk about grit all the time on this show, but we always kind of like put it in this little wrapper of like, the area we live in and we always call it midwestern grit mm. and we always like to find out like is that a made-up thing or is that <laughs> like because some business owners on here have been like eh, i don't think it matters and some have been like you know i do notice more of a concentration of that around here and i would love to hear your take especially your take on like how do you feel about the midwest first of all and not, not necessarily just like saint charles you know but like <laughs> right this portion kind of of the country because because for us it's vastly different in our neighborhood of of business that being video and film it's way different here than it is in california oh, God, and it's yeah. way different here than it is in new chicago. york you know and yeah. even chicago yeah right it's it's just completely different scene and there is a different work ethic and a different like like the word we use the word character a lot you yeah. know and i feel like that's kind of one of those things where like you mentioned marketing can mean anything character mm -hmm. can mean a lot of different things to people yeah but i always kind of equate it it's like a synonym for grit basically like doing what's best for either yourself or someone else when no one's there to give you a reward for it immediately, you know, mm -hmm. and upholding, even if it's like, <laughs> say for some reason it is objectively uh, the wrong thing to do, but like you believe it's the right thing to do, <laughs> you still do it, you know, yeah. and it's like upholding the good, if you will. You know, I think that that, that builds character. And I think character gets built through stress also, you yeah. know, having a stressful situation, being in the trench together, that, that in itself is a process that breaks you down. Yeah. Like going to the gym, you work at, you don't go to the gym to make your muscles bigger. You actually go there to break your muscles down mm -hmm. and you heal later and you get bigger, you know, same concept. I think when it comes to like where you put your energy or your mental focus, you know, you go through these traumatic experiences, those in themselves are bad, but if you come out better for it you've built character if it kills you you've actually diminished your yeah. character you know and you have less grit so do you notice more of that or you're, you're just you're, <laughs> you're just, just a dead. worthless hunk of <laughs> flesh d-e-d -E so dead. <laughs> dead. <laughs> so all this to say do you think there's more grit overall with business owners 
in the Midwest than there are in other places you've experienced? Because I know you have clients all over the place. So yeah, I'm I really, um, I'd love to hear your opinion. I think the, I, I don't know if I want to answer directly. That's fine. Because I don't think it's really a yes or a no. Yeah. Um, I think, I think what right. I, I notice in the Midwest. What a middle position. I know, right? God. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> theme of my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, sorry. So I think what I notice in the Midwest is that like most of us, we don't need as much thanks and recognition um, for doing okay. a good job from outside. Right. I, I yeah. think that like we're like I would be just as happy succeeding behind a curtain as I I'm okay. Like if my business mm-hmm. needs me to be like up up like with my face out there and people know who I am in order for it to be successful and my clients to get the results I want them to get, yeah. then I'll do that. But I'm not I'm not going to do You're not that driven by that. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not like going to do that just to do it. Cause uh-huh. I like want people to know me or see my right. face or something. Right. Right. Whereas I kind of pick up, there's a little bit of that going on in like the coasts. <laughs> yeah. A <laughs> and, little. And I lived in Chicago for actually eight years mm-hmm. and it's definitely right. part of that scene too, even though they're technically still Much the more of a, I don't know. I want my brand on it, you know, or I want my, like, I just, I want the fa- like money doesn't even factor into that. No, sometimes, it's much more, I think. It's, it's much just, more of this ego thing. Yes. It's, recognition status is a it's yeah well and i mean to to be honest like i feel like there there's a little bit of that theme that went on in the beginning of my business people coming to me for logos and websites i'm right. like that's like the ego of your business yeah yeah <laughs> like that's what you think you need but uh-huh. you, like i'll be straight up i still don't have a website i still oh, don't have a website ours has been in business. transition for years nobody asks you for their website do they yeah no not uh, really. Well, uh, come <laughs> to think of it, no. It's been a minute. In the beginning, they did though, but it we was. were a different company then. Yeah, that I was when we were a communing with hey, the coasts. You have a good story to tell. We'll make yeah. your video we'll and give us forty thousand dollars. You know, <laughs> that will. <laughs> yeah, but I not mean, even be enough to use. We're just moving expensive. into this like it's so easy to make a website now. Like mm. you can get a Wix or WordPress or mm. what or web Squarespace. Or something. Squarespace. Yeah. You can make your None own None of those website. are sponsors, by the way, but we'll take your money. If you want to sponsor, <laughs> you want to give it to us. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not beyond that. Yeah. No, we're not above that. Definitely not. <laughs> but like, because they're, they're so easy to create now, I don't think mm. that they hold the same value that they used to. Yes. They used to symbolize an investment in your business. Um, and it'd be like yeah. the main place to showcase. Now, right. like you can just get a Facebook business page. That's your landing Ooh, page. See, Yeah. We've yeah. gotten more business through Facebook same. than our website. But I think anywhere I mean, else. Double. Even if you go to like the same videos we have posted on YouTube, <laughs> there's like nothing on nothing. there. Nothing. But then you go to like Facebook views, which don't bring in money, by the way. Just Facebook, <laughs> start monetizing. But uh, they do bring in, let's like. Clients at least. They bring in clients and awareness. And referrals. And, 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 yes, and that, absolutely. I feel like the awareness is kind of like, again, keeping with the theme, I think awareness and status both kind of get confused. It's like one is like, I have my stamp on everything and I'm the gold standard versus yeah. one is like awareness of the character of your business. Like, oh yeah, these guys are out there and they help these people that I trust and these people that I trust. And I know they're there, but they're like in the shadows, you know, yeah. like, that's how we like to be. Well, and I'll speak to that a little bit. Um, something I, I put in my program actually is that you know, it's, it's pretty like standard information or standard knowledge in marketing that trust and authority cause people to buy things, yeah. you know, like, Oh, okay. right. We mm-hmm. all know that. Mm-hmm. You're the leading authority on yeah. rogue waves. <laughs> <laughs> here's the here's the thing, though, is that intimacy beats authority. Okay. By far. I think that resonates in this area, especially. But 
It works. We can touch on that. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Yeah, in in the Midwest especially. Yeah, I think that's very neighborly into all sorts of different areas of life. But I think it does, especially in the Midwest. I could very much neighborliness is like. Well, and like here's the thing: is like you could, I mean, you could hire. Maybe you can't, but like Tony Robbins is a life coach, but like you probably would rather hire someone that you can access a little more intimately. Who's going to respond more? Personally, quickly and personally. Well, and this is why, like, you know, I told you one of my clients this morning was reflecting that she really appreciated that. um, And one of the reasons she hired me is she could tell I really cared about her and her business because there was like an intimacy there, which creates trust. And the fact that I know what I'm talking about built authority, like easily, you know what I'm saying? And she was also referral. So like that helped too. Always. But (laughs) always helps. (laughs) Referrals are like king. it's like your ace in the hole if you get a referral. Right? Uh, yeah. For sure. We could have a whole podcast <laughs> That's what that, keeps actually. our lights on, our referrals. <laughs> exactly. But we self-made a lot of those referrals, everybody. <laughs> through doing really great work, right? Yes. And a lot through Facebook. Again, yeah. Facebook, Facebook and work, but, tangible work that was free. <laughs> yeah. But tying it back together, yeah. I think the Facebook... Like a website doesn't have the same level of intimacy mm-hmm. as like your social media presence does. Right. Okay. And so I, I I focus pretty primarily on Facebook for lead generation. And whether someone personally knows me or not, um, they can feel like they know me. Yeah. Because they're uh-huh. friends with me on yeah. Facebook. See, that's, yes. They see like but pictures of me and my Because you're honest. Yes, true. They do know you. In a sense, they do they know do. you. Yeah. They don't just feel right. like they know you because what they're getting is still the truth about you. So when they meet you in person, it's not going to be like... Well, your Facebook said this, but you're <laughs> right, not that at all. Like you're a jerk. It's uh, yeah. there's definitely there's a, a very distinct layer of authenticity. Yes, and that is key. And I think mm. again, that's another buzzword that can often tie like authenticity and, and genuineness. These are things <laughs> yeah, that some people, what? <laughs> a lot of people, have become very jaded toward these terms for a variety of reasons. But I think what's what's really important is reclaiming those words and giving them yeah. back their value. Agreed. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realize like what authenticity truly can do because they've not, maybe not experienced it. And there's so much um, expert, in <laughs> yeah. air quotes, since you yeah. can't see me, um, expert opinion out <laughs> yeah. there on like mar- like you know cutting it like the marketing sharks. Yep. Uh-huh. They're gonna tell you that yes. like being authentic is like weak. Yeah. It's Experts like, yeah. say that you need to be cold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, but totally. it's true. Be I mean, the shark. I, I've definitely done a, even just like not just the the coaching um, experience I had earlier, or not this year, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I've learned from a lot of other like salespeople, like that that's not how you do it. Yeah. Like when it comes to like marketing, like you kind of want to like polish it, like you want a veneer essentially. Yeah. But like the real tooth is better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like people like they, so they can like uh, relate to it. Uh-huh. Like they can create an affinity with uh-huh. it and, and understand it. And I'm on a deeper level and they're going to have a uh, much more likely to make an investment in that. Yeah. So I definitely feel that authenticity needs to like make a, a reclaim. A comeback. <laughs> I'm, I'm 100% with you because we've had, Jordan, I've had plenty of experience with people that just... I don't know. They've just taken such a cynical and bitter perspective mm-hmm. on those on those terms, yeah. but also on the concept behind the terms. Like, yeah. yeah. The, and the then truth. it starts permeating everything. Yeah. And it's like, you're, now you're just angry about it. Right. Everything. And it just spreads like a sickness. Like, have you seen Moana? 
Yeah. You know, like like the whole like the fact that because this one element is now poisoned, it is sending out these dark veins into everything else. <laughs> yes. yeah. It's like, okay, now everything's getting infected and now no one gets coconuts. Yes. No one gets coconuts. <laughs> right. We all want our coconuts. We all yes. want our delicious get yes, man. coconuts. Get your yes. Oh my gosh, so you're gonna have I, to make t-shirts yeah, out of this. Get your I, coconuts. Get your yes. I very much appreciate your perspective on that because you put it better yeah. than we could have. I also like your perspective on the mid on the Midwest. Yeah. Because it's very like because one of the questions I usually ask is like, have you, do you have like, have you found a benefit or like, has it hurt you more being in the Midwest? But you kind of already answered because you have clients all over the place. It doesn't seem to really affect you. No. Yeah. And you've had a unique experience where you've kind of built your own character outside of here, you know, yeah. but then obviously at your lowest point, you did come back here. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that, that is a very common theme we've experienced with a lot of people that kind of helped us recenter our focus as a company yeah, to our like, image. A lot of people do refer to kind of this area. This it's kind of like home. That doesn't mean it's like because we're very adventurous people too. It's like that doesn't mean just stay here and get no. stagnant, but take the values with you. You know yeah. where yeah. we go. And right. I like how you responded. You said like people don't need as much recognition. I think it's just because people maybe are more confident. I don't know. I, maybe I more confident, more more yeah, from. more comfortable here. You know, um, but that is something that should be shared too. So you know. People get Live get out the and then come back, but like, because we do hemorrhage people a lot more than I'd like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's like, like they do, but they, sometimes they come back like battered and broken, and they never get back up again. You did get back up again. I was pretty battered and broken. I never told you yeah. the story of my first business falling apart, and now there's probably not time. But part two, I definitely, <laughs> part two. When That's I have a true. Turn. <laughs> I started it with my partner. Um, we were a dance company. We operated coast to coast. We did wow, workshops. Wow, okay. Dance company. Uh, dance, yoga. Okay, I can, okay. I'm not a dancer, but yeah. <laughs> I love dancing. What? <laughs> not professional. Wait, what? Um, <laughs> but yeah, we operated coast to coast. We had like celebrity dancers. We, I mean, you just, Whoa. if you can get a hold of their agent, you can hire them, you know? What? And uh, so we would so go true. into like studios. We had a scholarship program, the whole nine yards. Um, a lot of our dancers are on like, so you think you can dance? Um, anyway. It all came down in this giant crash when I found out, without getting into like dirty details, that my partner was involved in some nefarious things that involved oh, no. very young underage students. Oh, oh my and, goodness! Uh, I had to like report him to the police. Oh my and gosh! Turned into like an FBI investigation. Yeah. That's Ugh. character, by the way. Doing the right thing. Oh yeah, I had I literally had despite to despite your emotions for almost a year. That's um, like that's like worst case scenario. It was more than worst case. Home, scenario. Homeless for almost a year, you said. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. I literally not, lost everything yeah. in the process. Poor like thing. my money, my business, my home, everything, all my friends. I mean, if that's not character building, I'm not sure what it is. You, had to, you had to pull the trigger. I did. I had oh, nobody yeah. wanted Goodness. me to. I, our investor That's was like really against it. Other our other employees good for like, you. did everything they could to talk me out of it. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know how you can make an argument for I this. I know you've pro- this is way after the fact, but like you totally did the right thing. Oh, that for is, sure. That's amazing. I for sure did the right thing. Yeah. It was My not soul easy. cannot handle this. Yeah. No. I was like, <laughs> how are we all gonna sleep at night? Like right. <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I went through a trial and um I had to like oh, actually be amazing. honest and do amazing. the whole thing. It took oh, it took gosh. about three three and a half years the whole process man that it sounds like your darkest easy. hour it it was definitely my darkest. but it was hour. part of a different story arc she yes. i think she listened True. to the question really yes. <laughs> yes. strategically yeah. life out it was yeah. one of my like yeah in the, in the perspective of my whole life yeah it was definitely one of my i see so there's yeah. like two hours. like both business related but arcs. Else. Yeah. yeah yeah okay yeah i'd actually Amazing. you know what? i lost confidence wow. from that experience oh, um, how on could being an entrepreneur and um my first 
job after that was like at a fitness center mm-hmm. selling memberships for 10 bucks an hour. Yay. Yeah, right? I like, <laughs> Gary had been like running this big business and we all got, famous people. We all got, a re- people yeah. we all got a reset. Been you know? there. Oh, like, yeah. I can, so like, you kind of got a little bit of the taste of the television world too. Oh, absolutely. From a different perspective because I was telling you before we started recording, we've we've been burned. Mm-hmm. Met our fair, fair share of world famous people. Doesn't yeah. make it glamorous at all. Yeah. Nope. Does not matter. People are people. It doesn't matter how yeah. much recognition. Well, that was pretty good. That was about yeah. five minutes. Yeah. That was pretty close. Yeah. I'm glad you shared that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we could totally have a part two with you, though. Like, there's, yeah, there's, there's so much. I feel like there's so much more we yeah. didn't talk about. Yeah, I also feel like you're just, your about. affinity for our, our two businesses, I feel like, are very, very like, first of all, we're creatives. and But the whole like consulting and nurturing as opposed to just advertising, you know? We see eye to eye on a lot of that stuff, and you've put it all very, very well. Um, how can people get a hold of you? I know you don't take on a million <laughs> clients at once, but you, I know you. I'm sure you could make I referrals heard Facebook. too. They can find me on Facebook. Um, my name is Abigail File Like Smile F E I L on Facebook. Um, my business page is Vibrant AF, so you can just find me there too. All right. <laughs> um, and my email, you could probably just email me. It's Abby A B I at VibrantAF.com. Okay. Abby at vibrantaf.com. Yeah. There you go. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. I feel so like fun. I've learned. Enlightening. Uh, like, just keep getting these free consultations from people. Let's oh just keep goodness. doing that. <laughs> this did kind of feel like this therapy. This was a free consultation. <laughs> Thank no, you. No charge. Well, thanks awesome. very much. Good. I, saw, I was getting out my checkbook. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't even have to tell you how much money it was. He's already got a checkbook. I already out. knew. <laughs> I feel like we owe you a salad or something. <laughs> a I know. Salad. Normally, <laughs> we'd Total smoke somebody of some meats, but I feel like that would be more of an insult to you. Instead, than, I would give <laughs> something no, that, to you. I, I will. I will send you some uh, people for your podcast. I think that'd be hooray. Great. Oh, I would love it. Yes, the <laughs> more the merrier, exactly. especially because, like we said a million times. We're all in it together. We help each other. And if you think you are doing it on your own, you're actually not. You're just ignoring people you should be thanking. Absolutely. <laughs> all about that. That's, see, there's that hustle again. Yeah. yeah. We're back. Back Turn to the pride. Gratitude. Yes. All right. Drop your hubris. It's not worth it. <laughs> that's the bottom line. Pride there it is. Before the fall. There it is. That's <laughs> rules that's for me, but not for you. Oh, but I'm not going to drop your mic. This is a nice mic. Okay, now mic. throw that mic on the ground. <laughs> You've earned it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Connected at the Roots, a Big Forest podcast. Our guest today was Abby File, owner of Vibrant AF. To find out more about Abby's work and super positive yet down-to-earth outlook on life, business, marketing, etc., go to her Facebook page at Vibrant AF. That's V-I-B-R-A-N-T-A-F. Or email her at Abby, A-B-I, at VibrantAF.com. That's Abby spelled A-B-I. Yeah, A-B-I. Abby, A-B-I. Abby ABI. Thanks again for listening. Please like us, review us, and follow Connected at the Roots on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Everyone's got their own dang podcasts this year. Capitalism. This time. They've done it. This era. This. Or wherever the heck you listen to podcasts. Chris, thanks for your help. Oh, it is the least. The least. (laughs) (laughs) The least he can do. (laughs) Buddy. Oh, my pleasure, pal. Until our next episode, keep being kind and keep working hard. Mm-hmm.